The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and, of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Raising capital or taking your business to the world? Investment Fix has everything you need to make it happen. This season, we're exploring the US market, the opportunities it offers, what it takes to grow a business there, and the best way to approach investors. The Investment Fix podcast. Tune in today. Welcome to On The Rag, On The Piss. <laughs> I put all my energy into that and now I have nothing else to say. Um, it's Zoe's last podcast Boom, today, yeah. which is a real shame, but it means that we got to buy some alcohol. We get to get pissed. Which I'm now going to distractingly pour for everybody. Drunk um, radio is the best yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah Drunk anything. Why didn't yeah. we do this earlier? It's really... Should have been On The Rag, On The Piss the whole way the whole through. Time. <laughs> Just sort of called it on the piss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> OTP. Um, so this podcast, if you're listening for the first time, is myself, Alex Casey, Zoe Sheltimer, and Michelle Court. What do we do? We dissect the world and women for we get pissed. for the month. And in a new a newer edition, we also get a little bit pissed in the spin-off offices. Um, it's been a big month. Yeah. International Women's Day. Mm. It was this month, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah. March the eighth. Yeah, do we want to start with that maybe? Talking about, there were a few kind of scandals, there were a few bold selfies, there was all sorts of stuff to um, celebrate slash belittle slash berate women. There was a really interesting lack of awareness of it from a number of media outlets. Mm. I was listening, because I listened to Radio New Zealand National, and uh, I was listening to the panel, and uh, they had clearly not marked... March the 8th is a special lady day because uh, they had a panel of men hosted by a man and they said, so, gentlemen, what do we think of International Women's Day? And in summary, it was, oh, it's not great, but it's better than it was. And back to you, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> that was really amazing, that decision too, because I think it kind of popped up on Twitter. Someone, they had just done a kind of generic tweet saying, the panel today, this people, and someone was like, happy International Women's Day. And then instead of switching out the lineup, they just they owned it, and they were like, "Today the men tell you about International Women's Day." I don't know. Last minute, so it's hard to get new people in, but goodness me, yeah, it wasn't a good look. I don't think they'll be uh, doing that again. I don't think it. I think it's going to be on the whiteboard yeah. for 2017. Got a yeah. that one in. In the Google Docs for like the rest of eternity. <laughs> Do not make this mistake again. Um, and Kim Kardashian took the selfie. That probably broke the internet more than yeah. the bum one? I don't know. It's hard to know. She's always breaking She's, the internet. I feel like it broke the internet more. Did you love it? I didn't even look because I'm weird. Yeah, I didn't you... see the R18 version. The only one that I saw was... Because was, she was full frontal, right? 
I don't think this is an R18 version. I think she Instagrammed it with. Oh, the, did she? The little boxes. Ah. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh. Fine then. It's just, it's just PG. Yeah. PG. I mean, yeah. Why not? Yeah. If I was her, I would. It's kind of objectifying yourself, which then well, isn't yeah. being objectified, is it? Yeah. So it's okay. It's like taking the power back. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I saw a good series of tweets. Someone went on a giant rant about it quite recently um, and said something like, like, stop berating women for succeeding and being sexy when that's all they've been taught to do yeah. mm-hmm. their whole lives. Yeah. You know? It's like, she's like, I did it. Like, yeah. I got the body and everything. And everyone's like, fuck you. <laughs> you bastard, you know? Like, it just makes no sense. But um, good on her. I mean, it was, it was crazy. I mean, she's no one else's classic. body looks like that. Yeah. And, mm. But I like, we know that, right? I don't know. It's hard to know. I'm sure it could be damaging to some people who... You know, I might look at that and think, oh, I don't look like that, and then feel bad about themselves. But then a lot of people argue that Kim Kardashian is doing almost the opposite of what body image used to be, where you'll stick thin. Yeah. Because she's got all the curves. Yeah. So, in a way, I mean, like, she does have a pretty unattainable body, but at least she's got boobs and a butt and hips. Yeah. You know? Mm. And she's also uh, reasonably um, clear that it's kind of constructed. Like yeah, it, uh, you know she works really hard at making it the way that she wants it to look. Mm. So I guess if you're a 12 year old girl, you go, no, I could have it built like that, but I'm not going to hate myself for not being born like that. Yeah, mm. yeah. she's very like that um, Instagram, which I probably even talked about in the last podcast <laughs> because I'm obsessed with it for some reason. She Instagrammed a picture of herself before she was putting like a kind of evening dress on for an event and she showed how she gaffer tapes her boobs up so it's full on it's like engineering all the way from like her kind of the end of her rib cage all the way up and goes right behind her shoulders with tape and she's just the fake like you know she's just like this is what it's like this is mm. what i do this is why my boobs look like that which made me be like thank you yeah because <laughs> i i always look at her, i'm just like how yeah. how <laughs> you're not wearing a bra I don't understand what's going on. And it's just tape. It's not magic. It's not like... Yeah. That's a good thing. I'm, I want to see that now. Mm. Yeah. I want to try it. Okay. I think I it would like, hurt. I think it lot. would hurt. I think yeah. another two glasses of this and work with your hand. There's literally some gaffer tape behind you. Is there? Okay. Jose's taping up foam around the room. Well, that's the activity for after. Mm. So there were some pretty horrific examples, I think, of men uh, shouting about women on International Women's Day that weren't particularly helpful. I don't know if we want to talk Mm. about that. It's been pretty well canvassed, but can I jump in with a really lovely one? Yes. (laughs) Because I was so excited about this story that I don't even know where I found it. It was on BuzzFeed, I think. Uh, So a bar in Ottawa called... Mm. Uh, it's called something. Yeah, here we go. Uh, Union Local 613. And uh, there's been a lot of talk in Ottawa about the dress codes that women who work in hospitality are asked to wear, low-cut tops, high uh, hems, you know, short skirts and high heels. Um, 
the high heels in particular when you're serving drinks or meals or cleaning mm. or I don't know doing anything what? yeah, yeah doing anything. sitting down <laughs> <laughs> they're okay sort of when you're sitting down but even then like, yeah totally goes numb and so this guy uh, Ivan it could be Ivan but from the look of him I think it's Ivan Gibbs um, decided that on that day that all his bar staff all the male bar staff would wear skimpy dresses and high heeled shoes just to see what it felt like mm. and they hated it obviously mm. And felt he said he would rather have been naked than in a tiny frock, <laughs> and he couldn't uh, he couldn't bear the excruciating pain for his feet, and just found the whole thing ridiculous. But the best part of the story is a wee way down because when they let the world know that this is what they were doing for International Women's Day, they put a Facebook <clears throat> post up saying that they were going to dress in uh, sleazy outfits. And some women said, hey, whoa, short skirts, low tops, high heels, not sleazy. Don't be judgmental. Mm. And his reaction to that was, um, uh, we're still learning too. Uh, that came across as slut shaming. This is not a Canadian accent. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm transposing it. Uh, it came across as slut shaming and that's freaking stupid, said Gibbs. We deserve some criticism for that. So they apologised yeah. and reworded their Facebook post and got on with it yeah what a bunch of mature yeah. dudes it's amazing and the ladies who pointed it out and pointed it out and gave them room to fix it mm. yeah that's really good in the aftermath of that did they loosen dress codes in their own place for women or he's never had he's the co-owner oh, he's of the bar he's never had it oh, okay. no he's taken the piss out of the other places in town that oh, right, do yeah. have it yeah oh, yeah no he's been campaigning for women to his dress code apparently is wear what you're comfortable in mate yeah. Mm. Again, not a Canadian accent. <laughs> yeah. It's a guy from the farm. Yeah. <laughs> We've been everywhere back Canada at this point. <laughs> um, but that's a great example of yeah. a business doing something good. Yeah. There's been a few who haven't been that good mm. this month. Um, there's some naughty camper vans around. <laughs> <laughs> They've been around for so long. Yeah, and this is such the other a long thing time. that's kind of amazing about these stories is they're just hiding in plain sight often, these awful kind of misogynistic, you know, beyond misogynistic, racist and just everything bad. <laughs> and they just drive past and you go, classic. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> until someone goes, not classic, hold on, that's crazy. And we saw that this month with the Wicked Camper Vans and also the doors at Miss Moonshine's, mm. um, which have been there for a few months as well. And it's just kind of interesting, like, how long these things take. And how long it takes to get them off the roads or off the doors. And yeah. the excuses that, oh, it's just graffiti, which I don't think was true. You see them and you think, <laughs> Did I, is that a mirage? Did I really drive past that? Because I misread billboards all the time. But, mm. And so I saw one <clears throat> on the road. I've been touring. And, <laughs> and just couldn't believe that, that's, that that was real. It's like, oh, I must have made that up. Mm. But it's pretty cool how a lot of campsites are now banning them. And mm. people have had to cover up the slogans to get into the campsite. Yeah. Because, like, how awkward would it be if you're a tourist and you're like, I think it was Piha. Piha was one of the ones. Yeah. Yeah. And they were just like, nope. Imagine if you drove all the way out to Piha and then you were just like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently they give them bed sheets. She's also offered some of them cans of spray paint so that they can mm. permanently cover them. And um, one of my favorite ones was that she said to them that they, um, y- you could use the, the bowling club park, car park. Don't <laughs> just don't put it in here with your kids. Yeah. So they're obviously quite... Um, quite loose at the bowling club if yeah. they're not going to yeah. mind maybe they close that weekend yeah 
It got, they're horrible though. They're not even funny. In what world no. are those slogans funny? I know. Some of them are incredibly shocking, and I don't. I I'd like to think I haven't seen them those ones before. But as you say, who knows? It could just drive past and you go. And you just I thought they yeah. were all about farts, like the wicked camera. That would be I feel funny. Like all the ones I've seen is like a fart coming out of the exhaust, and I'm like, that's real that's good. That's cool. Like. That's real funny. <laughs> yeah. That's proper comedy. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I was focusing like too hard on that, and around it was just. Like, and then above it, it says, "Drink until she looks pretty," or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or a blowjob's better than no job, yeah. which is really hard to explain to your kids in the backseat yeah. when they're mm. playing I Spy. What's if it's a like a five-hour journey behind the car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no Imagine getting stuck behind them on a on a single lane on a hill <laughs> forever. That's not great. Yeah, yeah. And Miss Moonshines, I don't know. That does just seem like a poor, poor use of judgment. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever the painter decorator was in that room, um, the men's bathroom. I should note that there is in the women's bathroom. I think some inspirational kind of Audrey Hepburn, Marilyn Monroe kind of quotes going on. Men's bathroom, very different. <laughs> Nothing about like being a nice bloke. <laughs> if you don't deserve me at my best or whatever that quote is, yeah. you don't, whatever it is. Um, just really bad stuff. It's a terrible, mm. don't you think it's insulting to men that they're going, so well, the ladies yeah. want to be inspired, but the mm. men are just going to be feral. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, they've held it together, they've had some barbecue at Miss Moonshine's, they're ready to just go into the bathroom and just crack some lols. <laughs> Having yeah. a barbecue. But I mean, surely there was an employee there, a female employee that would have looked at that and gone, mm, not so cool. Because <laughs> I mean, I when I was in high school, I worked at a place where it was very male orientated and they used to say some like really shitty stuff and we would all like this group of teenage girls that all work there part-time would be like, why are you saying things like that, right? Like, if anything like that happened, we would be like, we're not putting that on the chalkboard or whatever. And yeah. surely, and somebody must have, like, overrode somebody. I mean, it's mm. just, oh, it's awkward. Maybe they haven't, no girls allowed, you know? It's like a yeah, maybe. man cave. Don't go into the man, man cave toilet. Um, yeah, but, you know, they're it's exciting that we're living in a time where people get pulled up in a major way for doing these kinds of things to the mm. point where it makes news yeah. and can kind of wreck their business for yeah. a while. Yeah. You know, it's it's a good kind of cautionary tale for anyone else. So just keep your eyes peeled when you're in the toilet next. You know? <laughs> <laughs> We've actually got some creepy graffiti in our toilet, but we don't talk about it. It wasn't it. We didn't do it. What is it? Nothing. Nothing. I'm not going to bring the spin-off under. <laughs> We're going to paint over it. It's fine. <laughs> Can't wait to go have a look. <laughs> um, what else has been going on? I wanted to talk about something that just caught my attention today on the New Zealand Herald, uh, that two of their uh, women writers have been doing this Kayla... What's her name? It seems. I think it's... Uh, it seems. I say it seems. You say it seems. Who knows? That person <laughs> kind of challenge body challenge or something like that and i know zoe you've maybe I'm dabbled dumber. you've dabbled can't you tell <laughs> um she is like a personal trainer type woman she's australian and she um wrote i guess like a personal training sort of what do you call it a workout it's a workout with um menu plan or whatever and you pay like 80 dollars for it um mm. which is straight up rip off from the get-go so if you're gonna do it a little tip for you get somebody that's already done it and get them just email it to you because it's an ebook. Is it just a, so, yeah. Yeah, it's an ebook. Um, And it's just like, uh, how, how, is it 12 weeks mm. of just working out and eating? I mean, it's just a workout, but like, it's got like a cult following now. 
Um, because she's oh, probably because of Instagram. Her Instagram's just like. So did she start out in Instagram? I feel like yeah, I feel like she did. Person. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, she's like she looks crazy. She looks out of this world. Mm-hmm. And did she go from being like um, a normal human to? I think a, she was a, just born like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but she yeah, I mean, everybody loves it, and these girls did the challenge. And to be fair, I didn't do the whole thing because I got bored and also couldn't be bothered. <laughs> Um, and it's quite hard. Um, so, but like in the short time I did do it, I could notice a difference. Like it is a good workout and stuff. Really? It's just kind of like the cult kind of, I mean, just go but is for it a like walk. on day one after 12 weeks, you just go boom. I, I, think, like... I think I did it for like a month to be right. fair. Hey, that's not bad. It's not that bad, but yeah. I hated it though. Like I just couldn't, I don't know. I would just much rather do. I mean, obviously, if you want to get a bikini body, you have to put it in the hard yards. But I'd just rather do stuff on my own terms. Like, if I can't be bothered doing something that day, then I don't want to. It's like, mm. you know, it's just so regimented. But, I mean, that's nothing wrong with that because that's how you get a, get a bikini body. It just but, doesn't sound fascinating to stick it in a newspaper. Um, mm. well, just that's where it's weird, I think. Because we, I mean, we love metamorphosis, don't we? I love a before and after photo. Oh, yeah. I really adore them. <laughs> that gets me. Every now and then I'll go to the, <laughs> to a, a Weight Watchers website and have a look at the before and after photos because they're just, you know, delightful. And you're going, wow, that was in there. And um, so that's great. But I think we all know what it's like to diet and do exercise. So I'm not sure mm. how fascinating. It's like somebody keeping a diary of painting a house. But, yeah. but And there are so many other things that would be fascinating. Oh, I don't know. Maybe, am I being weird? But, like, I would read the diary of somebody having um, treatment for something. Or, mm. oh, you know, that, that kind of metamorphosis where it's new ground, trying a, an experimental drug or yeah, something. Yeah. But just um, working out and not eating all the food you want to doesn't mm. make me go god yeah let yeah. me bury myself in that because for it, half it, an hour. it's nothing new i mean everybody knows if you want to lose weight you eat healthy and you do more exercise i mean it's definitely nothing new and you can get if you just google workout on <laughs> you know like you can get a workout easily enough i think it's just you know people are obsessed with her instagram that's that's what it is. It's interesting because I remember there was like another one, like Ashy Bynes. Ashy Bynes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who was another one of those cult like, here's a PDF. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it doesn't even look good. I'm like, you whipped that up with some kind of template <laughs> and it just says like broccoli on it. Yeah. Like, it's not worth 70 bucks. <laughs> like, But I feel like she was the first kind of wave of that and that spread through Facebook and, you know, I, I remember seeing some of some people like it's mm. looked like a pyramid scheme mm. i don't know if it is it just, <laughs> but I think it's like that cult thing of suddenly once you've done it you have to force everyone else to do I, it i honestly don't think it's too dissimilar from doing something like the <clears throat> lemon detox diet you know because it's like people want something that looks easy and if somebody's yeah. selling you something that's all written out and step by step rah, 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 they'll buy it because it's like it's you just follow the instructions and boom you're amazing have you done the lemon detox diet? No, no. But I have done the um, the Duke and diet, the one that Kate Middleton did before we went. I did that yes. for a week. Yeah, yeah. And you <laughs> eat like there's like three stages. In the first stage, you just eat pure meat. And I went to a concert. Oh my God. Like that night or the night maybe after my third day of doing it. And I wasn't drinking, and I fainted. <laughs> and then they all like, she needs to get out because she's so drunk. I'm like, no, I'm on the Duncan diet. <laughs> get me some meat. 
in like an IV. Yeah. Wait, wait, did you did you sweat? Did you have meat sweats? It was, and... yeah, it was too much. It was too much. And oh. really bad farting, surely. But it just, like for... did you just get clogged up? It's yeah. just like yeah. eggs oh. and bacon and then chicken and then steak. And yeah. It's mm. a nightmare. Yeah. yeah. I remember because I think there was a time, I think it was when the book came out mm. and it must have been Kate Middleton as yeah. well. And I think it must have been because you were doing it. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I could put a ham. You know? <laughs> but it got to the point where I just had like this moment of realisation. We're at the Greyland Festival. And everyone was eating Hungarian fried bread oh, around yeah. me. And I had a freaking Tupperware with ham in it. Yeah. And I was just like, no, no this isn't... This is not... This is not sustainable. No. no. I'm not going to be able to do this <laughs> for mo- a couple more hours. That's you know? why I've never stuck to a diet for more than a month. Because as good as my intentions are, I just love eating out too much. And that's when... I socialise with my friends mostly. Yeah. Because when, like, a month ago, I was like, I'm going to go on such a hard-out diet, so by the time I get to London, I'm going to be so skinny. Everyone's going to be like, my own, who's this girl? Mm. <laughs> but I was just like, no, because everything that I do is around food. And it's, like, burger, burger, you know? Yeah. I go there, like, once a week. <laughs> Delicious. Anyway. There's yeah. broccoli there. There's so much yeah, broccoli. Yeah, but, like, just the bun is so much better than the bun is. Mm. You know? I can't, I I just... can't deal with a diet that doesn't let you have fruit and veg. Mm. I just why, why? I know that's weird. Yeah, it's I mean, not right. If you just like, <laughs> it's not difficult. Just eat healthy most of the time, and then you know, blah blah blah. Have a treat. Mm. You're fine. I tell you, I'm I am pushing my uh, 20 kilogram. I don't know why I said kilogram like that. Um, got halfway through kilogram and decided I might stop at kilo. And then I just, uh, my granddaughter to daycare in the morning up a hill, and oh yeah, that would be good terrific mm. workout mm. that's quite I highly mm. recommend yeah. that people get grandchildren <laughs> put them in a pram and push them up a hill yeah that's a good idea or just right. like weirdly push a sack of potatoes yeah. in a pram <laughs> I walk back without her in it because I drop her off at daycare and walk home with an empty pram and every now and then people will look at the empty stroller <laughs> and I just go oh my god <laughs> all kinds of fun in the morning yeah. in my head um I want to talk about that kind of what we're talking about food and dieting and stuff about guilt around eating naughty things because mm. it's just been Easter. Have a pineapple love. We're just eating pineapple loves. <laughs> Go, everyone have Thank one. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And mm. I've already had, I've had so many discussions, not even discussions, but the first thing people say is, oh, I've been so naughty this week. Mm. <laughs> I've been so naughty this weekend. I have had so many eggs. And I'm like, I don't care. Mm. It's Easter. It's yum. Mm. Do it. <laughs> To the point where they're telling me exactly how many eggs they've had and where they've been. It's just like, it's and nothing. it's all woman, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we love a piece of chocolate. Oh. It's fine. I just think it's really interesting that there's just that hangover of like, it's like a confessional. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like they can't hold it in. Mm. It's like, I've been really bird. It's like, <laughs> forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. Because <laughs> I ate the chocolate. <laughs> oh, chocolate's so good, though. I mean, mm. if you do it once a year, you're not going to eat an, an Easter egg every weekend. When you say once a year, you mean once a like month or something, don't you? Yeah. Cause, oh, yeah. Because you're allowed but to I mean, pick like, out heaps. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, just absolutely. It's a cheat day. That's yeah. what Caleb will tell you. Yeah, Maybe. cheat day. Cheat mm. week. Mm. Cheat. cheat life. <laughs> How about opposite? One healthy day a week. <laughs> That's what I do. Doing the one-six diet. <laughs> I'm we need to do a PDF about this. Yeah, yeah the normal girl's diet. <laughs> yeah. It was just so funny because something stuck out to me. Actually, interestingly, while we're eating pineapple lumps, and we were, we were <laughs> in a way, and a friend of ours, who shall not be named, but just said, it's like, so you don't want to halve the last pineapple lump? <gasps> <laughs> to me, that was just one of the most ridiculous things I've heard. I don't. I can't think of anything smaller that you could have. I know, but 
is it is it good manners? Like my my mother wouldn't like us to take the last of anything, mm. particularly if there were visitors. We weren't allowed the last unless it was mm. broken. Then you yeah, can have yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's yeah, because you're taking everybody else's opportunity away. Is that that's what true. that is? I feel like that's probably what she was getting at, but that's it's still true. kind of like I feel like if you know. If it was a smelly old boy, I would be like, yep. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and that's something I've noticed. Like, when I'm eating with my boyfriend, you'd have to just bolt like a horse. Yeah. You have to eat as fast as you can. Because yeah. if there's one thing left, you are not halving it, you are not quadrupling it. I went to my <laughs> best friend's little brother's 20th birthday party last night, and it was barbecue, and I got there a little bit later, and his parents had saved me a plate because, like, the food's gone. The food's going real quick. So they, put, <laughs> like, put a plate together for me and hid it because the food just evaporated. <laughs> and then I got there, and they, like, pulled out this little plate, and it's like, here's your dinner, Zoe. And, like, all the other boys were like, oh, where'd that food come from? <laughs> like, no, it's mine. <laughs> it's amazing that we fly in a drawer. Yeah. And take it. <laughs> it's amazing they didn't sniff it out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it is just manners, but I've just been getting in, real into eating the last no. thing. Mm. <laughs> I think you, you do some weird maths in your head that if you have the last one, you've had the most. Mm. Yeah. That always, yeah. It's not always the case. No. And the other people are going to look at you and remember that. Mm. Yeah, there's She's that the one who had that extra chip. Did anybody have the pineapple? I can't remember. I feel like I halved it with her. <laughs> Know, probably. I probably don't. How'd you <laughs> have it? Did you do it? Did you bite half of it or did I you mean, I imagine cut it with you'd, I imagine you'd bite it. Should we try it? <laughs> yeah i don't know i've just noticed something that happens a lot like with friends when we go out for dinner mm. and stuff and yeah there's always sharing, one thing sharing sitting. plates are a yeah. disaster let's just eat it it could just be polite new zealand society though yeah you know but it, yeah i think it is also girls not supposed to eat as much as men mm. and mm. stuff you know my my i had a brother an older brother i still do he's still there <laughs> Uh, That's but good. <laughs> it's really, uh, and um, and so you know, my mother would give him two of whatever it was, and I'd have one because I'm. You know, the theory was that I'm small and he's big, mm. but yeah, maybe I wouldn't be five foot two if she'd given me two sure. sausages. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. Oh, eh? It's I, fault. Like all through my childhood and even now, my mum has always given my dad like the biggest plate, but it's not even. Like, we're all adults. So my mum, my dad, my sister and I, <clears throat> we're all adults. And he, like, the, the amount that it's bigger by is so small, but he just always has to have a bigger plate, yeah. which is fine. Mm. Have at it. And it's just weird. And I, I always get the smallest one because I'm the youngest. <laughs> the youngest. Yeah. yeah. Even though I'm, like, ten times taller than my mum now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's food and status, isn't it? Because mm. he gets more because he's the man of the yeah. house and the breadwinner and, and all those things. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Also, mm. everybody in my family always tells me to eat less, but... <laughs> I don't. Yeah, weird. That sounds like a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's time for a segment, guys. Mm. I don't know how long we've been talking, but it's time for a segment. Um, should we talk about stories from the road, maybe? Michelle, as, as you've been the only one on the road. <laughs> sure. Out of all of us, and I know that you have some stories. <laughs> yeah. It's a, I'm, I'm having a really lovely time, and it's a tour of small towns, so it's even mm. different from... Um, you know, usually you go to that main centres, but this is so Pateraru mm. and um, Kaitaia, and uh, I'm still on my way to Hokitika and 
Barrytown and Terrace and I know I don't know where most know. of these yeah. places are. Yeah. Are they in New Zealand? Thank God for GPS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somewhere down south. Um, so I get asked kind of interesting questions and part of my show is about the history of feminism and so when we arrive, I'm travelling with my manager who's a man and so when we arrive we pack all the equipment, the PA, speakers, projector, screen, mic stands into the theatre that we're performing in and uh, and afterwards obviously we pack it back out into the van into his um what do you call it station wagon and uh so when we arrive I'm helping to carry stuff because we're two humans and it's mm. stuff right mm-hmm. and um people will come over and engage me in conversation and uh and I'll go just I'll just take this stuff in and then I'll have a chat with you but they kind of assume that he's going to do it and then at the because the show has a this big chunk about the history of feminism and my first feminist experience and you know it's a bit like my little pony but it's different (laughs) um and so at the end I carry half the stuff out again and that's when they all go oh look you carry heavy things I suppose you have to because you're a feminist and it's such a weird it's not always meant with love Mm. it's kind of a oh you have to carry a PA because you are that weird thing Mm. it's kind of odd is this after they've seen your show yeah yeah, so it's, sometimes it's done with a kind of, hey, you crazy feminist, I noticed yeah. you didn't have hairy armpits, but you carry a projector. <laughs> we, we gotcha, yeah. we gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So that's one of the things. What do you say to people when they say stuff like that to you? Um, uh, I don't know, what do I say? Are you are something snarly, usually. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, like, <sighs> big strong girl, grew up on a farm. <laughs> have you seen my calves? <laughs> I do actually talk about my calves a bit. Um, (laughs) And the other thing that I keep being asked, which I get so confused, I don't know how to answer it. They say, so you're on tour for six weeks. How does your husband feel about that? Mm. And I... I don't, I've never asked him. Yeah. <laughs> I've got actually not much of an idea. <laughs> and it, that question so offends me because it, it makes me feel like I'm carrying the weight of hundreds of years of women not doing things because they were had to be mm. at home in yeah. the kitchen making babies and pies. Yeah. And yes, yeah, so I get really, I'm, I'm so angry that my brain won't function. So. Yeah. But do you just collapse? And... Yeah, I just lie down on the ground, <laughs> wrap myself around the PA that I'm carrying, obviously, at this point. <laughs> Stab myself with the projector screen and um, and then we carry on. But it's a weird question to ask. Mm. Mm. What well, Are they thinking that he's just wasting away, you know, he's eating, like, all the terminate noodles in the house? And... yeah. <laughs> or that he would... Yeah, that he must... Okay, let's unpack that. Why are they asking that? Um, or maybe they think that he is uh, on the rantan, going mm. out every night, you know, seeing strippers mm. and stuff, because, you know, the little lady's away. Yeah. So he can go and do... We don't know. It's weird, because do you think... Would that question be asked the other way around? If, no. If your husband... I really, I really don't think so. Mm. I, I totally don't believe that anybody would say when Jeremy's touring. I'll ask him, but he's never mentioned it. Yeah, what, mm. how does your wife feel, Mike? Yeah, mm. I don't know. Perhaps Cause, it cause, is that they're expecting you to be the the home, yeah, the homemaker. Or maybe they best complexion. Perhaps I'm thinking now they think that we adore each other so much we can't stand to be out of each other's sight. 
which is great. I think it's highly yeah. fucking unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. And is it, have you had that question a couple of times? Yeah, yeah several times. Yeah. 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 Mm. Life on the road, eh? Yeah. No one, would, no no one here would ask me that. No, you know, nobody in my circle of friends. Yeah. yeah. Not even out of curiosity, I think, would go, so how does Jamie feel? It's yeah. just how we live. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Any other any other tips? Advice from the road? Advice from Barrytown? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do find that the answer to most questions during interviews is cheese rolls. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. When people say, So what do you love about our town? And you go That's it. Oh, I've only seen the theatre and the motel. <laughs> Cheese rolls. These are the best cheese rolls in the country. Do they give you a key to the city? Yeah. 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 They anoint me. They wash my feet with their hair. It's I've never had a cheese roll. <gasps> a classic Southland cleese roll. Cleese roll. John Cleese is here as a well. Clunge roll. Clunge roll. Can I be honest? I had one like last year sometime. I was not impressed. You were underwhelmed? <laughs> yeah. You can get bad ones. I might have heard about it. I was in a creepy cafe. It didn't seem like a proper... Can you talk me through the structure of a cheese roll? Well, everybody's got different. I've got a video that I bought in somewhere on the West Coast that is the history of the cheese roll. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's got various recipes. Um, <laughs> some people, it's got to have onion and cheese and a lot of butter and a lot of people swear by onion soup mix. Is it ah. onion soup mix? Mm. Yeah. And, yes, and you can get fancy ones like the Whitestone Cheese Place in... Oamaru does a very fancy cheese roll bigger than your head. Ooh. Yeah. How do you eat that though? I think you slice you it. I think slice you, it. you cut it's it like a pineapple. Affair. I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> Go halves these on it. Well, I had just like a little one, and it was just maybe it's something about when you mix the cheese with the soup mix, it does something to the genetic makeup of the cheese. Mm. And it became kind of like cloying. It wasn't. It just wasn't nice. I don't know what it, I can't even know how to describe it. It's like you know when you go to the two dollar shop when you're little and you buy those little bottles of sludge. Oh my god, yes. But then the sludge dries of. up. It's like that. So it's like kind of play doh but thin and in bread. I don't know. Like um, I was so excited. Ooblick. I don't know what that word means. You know ooblick. What is that? You know, <laughs> where you make... I sort like, of really badly want to say yes. <laughs> I feel like it's what you do in like preschool or whatever. It's like flour and water and you go, mm, we're not in blood. We're not in Holland anymore, man. <laughs> I was born here. <laughs> like, so like, like Play-Doh, but I mean flour and water yeah, It's like dough. homemade Play-Doh. Yeah. Maybe Ooblick. it was just my family. I think it's I think just it's your a Dutch, I think it's a Dutch word. Yeah. Fake Play-Doh. Yeah. It might not even be Dutch. It might just be your family. I think it's just my family. Ooblick. Carry on. Ooblick. I'm just going to Google no, it. No, I'm sure it's a thing. Google oh, it. Oh, look. Who knows? Um, <laughs> great. Ooblick is where we're at. Um, what else has been happening this month? What have we got on the cool board? Oh, no. I want you to talk me through The Bachelor. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to talk about them. This is something that has kind of been propping up a lot. People have been asking me on Twitter, how do you um, reconcile feminism with The Bachelor? Mm. My first answer is, feminists don't have to watch everything feminist and stop. Yeah, you know, I can't. I literally can't do that because <laughs> you know there's a whole thing of like like rap music. How do you justify listening mm, to that? It's yeah. feminist, anyway. And why should you have to justify doing anything? Mm. Anyway, um, I did firmly believe that there was particular nuances in, especially season one of The Bachelor in New Zealand, that made it actually quite a strong 
uh, female-driven kind of a show. Mm. Weirdly, because I think they spent a lot of time last season on the developing the characters themselves, the women themselves, sorry, and their friendships. And art kind of seems secondary for a lot of it. And it, was, it wasn't until kind of the final kind of four or three that you were like, oh, yeah, I forgot it was like a dating show. Oh, there's a guy yeah. involved. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which was kind of really awesome. And I think the way that those women have gone on to, you know, be kind of public figures, Crystal Chenery especially, very outspoken mm. about particular things and was willing to stand up to Dom Harvey, which was like the scariest thing to do uh, ever. Yeah. And yeah. There were just particular, there were other little things, I can't even remember, but people, women pulling themselves out of the competition because they were like, I'm not feeling it, I don't like them, I'm going. And despite all of that, the fact that they've chosen to be there because they think it's fun and cool and interesting and they're having a good time, and if they're not, they take themselves out. So I kind of just liked their agency and choice. Obviously, The Bachelor's one with the roses and blah, 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 but it's just television. Yeah, I'm not sure that he's the one with the power. Yeah. Because it's it's not he's not why you watch it really. I mean, you watch it because you you see all the different women. You're like, oh, they they seem cool. I want to hang out with yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. And I think it might seem like a toxic program to people who might think that the most important thing in a woman's life is her romantic relationship. Because mm. that's what it's about, right? It's about kind of being on sale for to be chosen. Yeah. But but you're watching it differently. You're watching those individual characters as you call them mm. which is pretty much correct yeah and also their relationships which is i can i get that that's fun yeah and yeah. also like it, it's a side of kind of new zealandness that we don't normally see people talking about their feelings and being in love and all that kind of stuff and i'm like it's a really kind of soft gentle however contrived however damaging however traditional blah 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 you know, it's a nice alternative to seeing people beat each other up on the rugby field mm. or whatever. Yeah. And people like it. I yeah, mean, this... lots of people like love watching The Bachelor. And I just feel like there's something in that to dismiss the entire thing. I just think, cause, especially if you haven't watched it. With that said, mm. this season is a lot worse. Yeah. <laughs> and I think a lot of it does come down to the kind of the interpersonal relationships. Last time it felt quite even. It felt like... Art Green was quite bewildered by the situation and was trying really hard and when they had their first kisses it felt proper whereas this time I think just because it's like season two and everyone's freaking out about oh I've got to get drama and pacing and kiss and blah 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 it just feels really forced yeah there's a weird thing that The Bachelor is a lot older than a lot of the girls this time Art Green was only 26 when he did it Jordan Major's 32 a lot of the women are like our age like 24 and stuff and there's a weird dynamic going on that I think it's just it's just particular to the the cast, perhaps. Like I think it can just hinge on that as to how things come across. Mm. But it's just also awkward. It is awkward. <laughs> Every single one, not not one of them has had a natural conversation with him. I don't think. It's just so. Oh, it's because he's an actor. As yeah, well. yeah. This is the thing. Uh, when you've got a guy on camera who knows how to be on camera. Yeah. You can tell. Like, yeah. And uh, that's why Art and the other girls from last time was seemed so much purer and more yeah, real totally. and interesting to kind of watch is that they really didn't know what they were doing yeah and also these women have obviously watched the first series mm. so maybe they're watching themselves from the outside in rather than you know just cheerfully farting <laughs> yeah. so you know now they know how, what happens to that footage mm. and now maybe they're constantly thinking about how they're coming across as opposed to being real Mm. Yeah, which might have been possible the first time around and isn't possible anymore. 
I think so. I just think it's very difficult for New Zealand to make a successful second season of a reality show because yeah. of that. And maybe just because our population is so small. Like, yeah. maybe we just don't have enough people to fund this, you know, machine. Yeah. Um, on that note, I did this week uh, on the spinoff.co.nz. <laughs> I've been running a series of interviews that I did with Crystal Chenery after I've been trying to sit down with her for a really long time. And we talked for a couple of hours and I talked to her about being on The Bachelor and the Crotchgate thing and all these other things. And we decided to split it up into a kind of series that I published throughout the week. And what's kind of surprised me the most about it is, I, I mean, people are really enjoying them, which is great. And I wasn't surprised by that. But people who are surprised that she is smart. Mm. Yeah. Like, mm. And they're like, she's, this is someone called her surprisingly great and like <laughs> people are really amazed and it's i don't know maybe that's just because she's had such a narrow you know platform to present but she herself hasn't on. really i'm just thinking that through because she i thought she was rem- remarkably composed and eloquent over Crotchgate mm. and stood her ground and yeah. so i the, my attitude towards her there's a complete non-watcher of The Bachelor, but somebody who, you know, you, you can't not know that it's on and you can't not know who the people are. Mm. Um, and dancing in the sun. <laughs> and uh, I was just, uh, yeah, so I went from just not really thinking about her to thinking, I bet you're awesome and I'd probably quite like to hang out with you. Yeah. Mm. You stroppy yeah. tart. Yeah. yeah. I just thought it was cool. I mean, I'm really happy that people are reading and responding to it positively, but I was just interested how many quite a few of them men were mm. do we taken still aback. think that gorgeous women are stupid when i say we i yeah. mean men i think it's quite possible because i feel like she wasn't even really on the show she was portrayed as sort of the bitchy one but she wasn't even really being a bitch she was just kind of having a laugh you know yeah and she definitely <laughs> wasn't really like she wasn't dumb was she, she no like yeah so there was nothing. There was nothing to suggest that, yeah. apart from what you would, you know, her hair color. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. Pretty, you know, like yeah. old school kind of creepy things. Yeah, but yeah. But anyway, hey, it's a great series on spinoff.co.nz. You know, <laughs> it's not going anywhere. It's the internet. It's forever. Um, time for another segment. Product of the month. Now. Michelle has oh. physically brought along a product, which is something I raised in email. She's rustling the packet. I'm going to open it. I was given this. You know, you go to um, conferences and stuff. This was a the girls' day out, and I was doing a I was doing a book reading. Oh. I'm quite um, squinty eyed. I don't know what that means. And a woman who had a stand of shewees said, "I want you to have one of my shewees. What colour would you like?" And I said, "Hot pink." <laughs> so um, it's got lots of. I haven't used it obviously because it's still in its bag. I don't know if I can open it now. And it's got instructions, but she said you have to be careful because you can until you get really good at them. That will you might get a little bit of spill. You look terrified, Zoe. I look. I just don't understand <laughs> how. Okay. Oh, that doesn't look like something that can work. So that's um, oh no, that definitely is, doesn't work. So it's bad well, podcast material. That, yeah. See, <laughs> look at it. I'm waving it at the microphone. It <laughs> looks like a tiny pooper scooper. <laughs> yeah, or a kind of duck bill, or some kind of what bird it's is that? Small. So it's small than to, I thought it would be. Supposed to go between the lips. It's alarmingly small. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. I was expecting like a bowl. <laughs> 
And the, but what I like is that it's got it, you can immediately extend it and make it much longer than it already is. That's but it's not wide everywhere. enough. That's, That's going to go absolutely everywhere. <laughs> but it comes in a handy case. Oh. No, the case is cool. Case. I like how. Okay, so there's this kind of pooper scooper mm. thing, which I'm assuming you kind of slip under. Yeah, that I think uh, it's got instructions that says something about. Um, I don't remember if it go if it goes inside or outside the lips. <laughs> can I say lips? Yeah, it's okay. fine. <laughs> Undo trousers, push underwear to one side, place shiwi gently against body with outlet pipe directed away from body. All of that is fairly self-explanatory. You didn't really need. Aim urine away from feet into a toilet or container. <laughs> Jose's nodding. <laughs> it's pretty much like it is for dudes. Yeah, okay. So you could stand up and wee like a dude and just be like, what's the problem? Yeah, and they totally use these in the army and, you know, in, in high and mm. in, in, in dangerous places where, you know, if you're in a combat zone, in a war zone, uh, you don't really want to undo your trousers mm. and drop them around your ankles and, and wee. So this is so women can <laughs> wee like, like the big boys. And it sounds better in French. <laughs> si vous portez des vêtements encombrants attachés le tuer de relange au chiwi. Yeah, there you go. I, I tell it. you what, it's a project for the next one, for the next podcast, mm-hmm. I will practice using You're going to use it. I'm not going to do it on the podcast, but I'm in no. between <laughs> and I'll report back. Okay, that's and, great. And I'll Skype you about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's all kinds of things. She's wearing it like a nose now. Hilarious. I just don't. I'm so astounded by how how small it is. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, I don't know. How does the body work? (laughs) (laughs) Look, it's it's confronting to know that. Yeah. There's there's been a standard set basically. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Doesn't come. They it doesn't say like this is extra large or or extra small or something. Um, the reason I, asked, I brought up a shiwi is because I went to uh, Auckland City Limits Music Festival. I'm doing a nice. shaka. I'm doing a shaka right now. Shaka, it's a great time. And um, the funniest thing that happened all day. It was very. T- it was a very well organised festival. I give it that. Toilets nicely run. Um, I didn't see any debauchery apart from behind like a, the telecom tent. Suddenly, I saw a bit of the telecom tent blow up, and there was just some poor girl just full bum out, just squatting and weeing the most wee I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, ugh. But what I found real funny is a lady saw, like, walked past and saw her and let out the most blood curling <laughs> scream I've ever heard. She just screamed, like, and it was like birds flying off trees kind of scream. And it just cracked me up. Anyway, and that's when I thought. They should have like shiwis at festivals. Like it should be an option because you just see dudes just weeing everywhere, everywhere. all over the floor, yeah, <laughs> and other places. And I just saw it. it's actually a great invention. It's weird, and I'm still not 100 percent sure that it would work. I want you to hold it because I think that will make you feel more. What I like about it is that it. there's this industrial clear tube yeah. that says shiwi extension tube. <laughs> Which is good to know, um, in case you get it mixed up with your other tubes. Um, yeah, it's kind of like a wand. Yeah. I mean, it's quite powerful in a way. Yeah. It does look like a duck beak. Yeah. Sort of. It does have a bill-ish kind of... Well, chuck that on your nose. Great costume. Exactly. I mean, drink through that. Yeah. Oh, all... It's got a multitude of possibilities, <laughs> yeah. Or it's a lily. It's this sort of lily-esque thing about it as well, isn't there? Mm. A little bit. Mm. Being oh, lovely, you can hold a, hold a whole bunch of them. A little bouquet of shiwi. Oh, yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> oh, well. Um, any other products this month you want to talk about? 
I got fooled mm. this morning by Thigh Gap Jewelry. Oh, yeah. Hitting Twitter. Hitting Outrage Twitter. Hitting my brain and me going, <laughs> no. But it was all a ruse. <laughs> the Thigh Gap Jewelry is not real. Well, it's real, but if you try and buy it, you are confronted with messages mm. about, you know, body image and stuff, which is awesome. Right? Yes. Are people actually going to go that far to buy it, though? Don't oh, someone's going to. Someone's going to? Yeah. People love a trend. <laughs> that kind of trend, though? I don't know. You have to be wearing nothing? Bike pants. Bike, bike, bike shorts. shorts. I mean, so that's just a whole nother. Or underbeds, I guess. You're committing to a whole look. Or a swimsuit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a great beach look. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like if I had a thigh gap, I would buy literally anything. <laughs> that's like, I have a thigh gap and you don't. <laughs> and that's the message. I guess. <laughs> I feel yeah, sorry. yeah. I feel sorry for people with thigh gaps because you would go to put things in your lap and they'd disappear. You know, like you down. put your keys down mm. and they go, whoa, they fell down there. I'm mm. sitting <laughs> whatever it is. I'm down the, down the back of the couch. <laughs> yeah, balance a drink on there. You can do heaps. You can do heaps with thighs. Very yeah, powerful. they're mm. awesome for walking Have and you ever shit. done that thing where mm. you squash a watermelon between your thighs? No. I saw someone doing that on the internet and I thought it might have been a trend, but maybe not. <laughs> I don't think that's a trend. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's something you can have do? Have you done it? Maybe for next time. That seems like a waste, but I don't really like watermelon anyway. So. I mean, Just try it. It's a good squish. workout. And it's not sticky. The good thing about watermelon is it's not... Isn't it? Yeah, it's not real sticky. Mm. Mm. Very mm. little sugar. There's another life tip for you. Remember when you smuggled in a watermelon full of vodka into the tennis? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Genius. I wanted to inject it with vodka, but we didn't have any syringes. So I like, what did I do? I like, can't even remember I how I did it. It was weird what you did. <laughs> I think there was like a gross ice cream container full of watermelon flesh, seemingly scooped out with a claw with vodka poured in it that I think you tried to put back in, but you couldn't get it back in. So we just ate it with our fingers <laughs> it was disgusting <laughs> it was awful and it was somehow more alcoholic than it was so alcoholic alcohol. it was so alcoholic yeah it's a great time at the tennis though yeah. isn't it do you want to talk about old ladies yes so the month kicked off with um simon sweetman's comments about madonna when she was in the country was it even when she was in the country or was it just about her in general Can't it remember. was just before her concert <clears throat> concert did i say concert how old am i 73 her gig oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now yeah. you sound 14. Yeah, that's what I was aiming for. <laughs> what do you call her? The world's oldest rotisserie chicken. Mm. Yeah. Her, her ex-husband, what's his name? Guy. Guy Richie. Richie. Uh, described her as, um, he said, sleeping with her was like banging old gristle. I thought, you're oh not God. the nicest man in the world, are what you? What is with all this chicken-based thing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just not even like, interesting. <laughs> it's not an interesting meat to be referred to. <laughs> no. Everything tastes like chicken, so I guess old ladies yeah. do too. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess, like, I don't know, Madonna is musclier, fitter, and stronger than I will ever be in my life. Yeah. And how old is she? Um, and also, she's a... 57. 57. Is she 57? Yeah. Mm. Wow. She's older than I thought she was. I thought she was, like, 40. <laughs> I, was, I, I tried to pull apart Simon Sweetman's, I don't know why, um, <laughs> uh, preview of her show. Um, and it, 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 because the Rolling Stones get attacked for being old but not talentless, and he mm. was attacking mm. Madonna for being old and still doing it, but talentless. Um, so his suggestion was that she was never particularly good in the first place and all that 
there was to like about her was that she was young and beautiful. Yeah. And so now she's not young, she's mm. got nothing left for him. I think that's what his preview meant. It's pretty weird. It's a pretty weird take, isn't it? Considering she's like the biggest, probably the biggest pop star you've And a massive yeah. influence on yeah. a generation and a half of young women, me being one of them. Yeah. Know, she was the first um, really outrageously expressive own your sexuality, embrace it, explore it, performer that came on the scene, really. Um, mm. And imagine, like, did people ever say the same about Michael Jackson? No. And, I mean, he started to look quite weird towards the end, <laughs> you know? But that wasn't how he was defined. It was like he was just nonstop amazing, and I feel like they're pretty on par yeah. influence-wise. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely feels like there's just a touch of sexism and ageism there yeah when blondie came and performed around about the same or maybe a year before the stones did and they're kind of of an era and and have the same have survived in the same way but there was a whole lot of criticism of blondie for not looking great anymore and you wouldn't want to get a ticket up front and it's like really could you just pose off yeah mm, it's really bleak um Hey, Hilary Barry is the oldest woman in television news, mm. and she oh, doesn't mind. That's lovely. How, how old is she? She's forty-six. 40, yeah, um, really. I thought she was younger too. I did. A, I did a count of because. I I wanted to uh, when I read that forty-six women over fifty on television who read the news or present mm. a show, and I I am unable to name one, mm. but I can name a whole lot of men over how fifty. How old was? Judy Bailey when she retired in her early 50s like 53 or 54 yeah right mm. and when you say retired you have to do bunny ears yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's pretty intense eh because I mean who have we got like uh, who's the guy who's going to host Mastermind is it Peter oh, Williams Peter Williams he's yeah. 61 he's, <laughs> so Mike Hosking Paul Henry uh, Jeremy Corbett Simon Dallow all over 50 all of mm. them mm. but there are no women um, and when Karen Olsen was let go from doing the weather at the end of last year she was 49 and it's just I mean I just get suspicious that mm. somebody's going mm, how long is your tooth I think it might be time <laughs> to go it's amazing it's an actual TVNZ producer's voice I was convinced by that I buy that one more <laughs> no I can do that all day <laughs> It's like it is literally like that. Have you seen the Amy Schumer sketch of and it's got like Tina Fey and Last Fuckable Day. Last Fuckable Day. It's actually true. Yeah. And it's like they counting down the days and they just go, oh, that's me. Yeah. They finally get to roll their sleeves up from TVNZ and, and walk on out of there. Yeah, there's that moment, isn't it? That Sally Field was um uh what's his name? Tom Hanks's love interest in the movie about the comedian, it's called Punchline. And then two years later played his mother in Forrest Gump. So, mm. no, you're not fuckable anymore, but you can be his mum. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's crazy. You heard um, something about Olivia Wilde. Yeah, I read something somewhere, I don't know where, about how she was turned down um, for the role of what is her name? Leonardo DiCaprio. Well, I don't know any of their names. No. Lago Robbie's character. Yeah, the wife in Wolf of Wall Street because she was too old because the character had to be like a million years younger than... Leo, 
Mm. But even though, like, Olivia Wilde, I googled it before, she's 32. Mm. Um, how old was Leonardo DiCaprio? Uh, like, late 40s. Yeah. Sorry. It's very yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also, Olivia Wilde looks like my age, you know? Like, she could pass for someone younger. Yeah. And she's also just stunning. Mm. Mm. As opposed to... Leo's delicious and delightful, I'm sure too. But he, you know, he's not like, oh my god, I'm gonna die. You're so beautiful. Yeah, but yeah, she yeah. Is. yeah. So she know. could still be a win for the character, mm. which is what you're looking for, isn't it? In terms of status, I yeah. also that interview where she said that she had been turned down for it because she was too old. And then she said, but the, the actor whose name I can't remember who got the part was amazing and wonderful mm. and did it so much better than I would. And it just, you just go, oh my God, you have to work so hard in Hollywood to not, to stand up and say, I was considered too old for this part, but I'm not criticizing the person they did cast. I'm yeah. not yeah. pissing anybody off. I'm not being Awful. rude. Yeah. Mm. That's why it keeps happening. It's crazy. She looks. The same age as Margot Robbie. Well, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I exactly. don't understand. Oh, gosh. Um, should we do our Yas Queen? Is there anything else on aging? Did we have... Oh, do you want to talk about Hillary? You've, you've been having a lot of... Not Barry. Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just, just a really small observation, because uh, I'm fascinated by the whole Trump thing. He just... Mm. Uh, it's like a show, except yeah. it's fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um. But I've noticed now that there's a lot of uh, hate for Hillary um, and a lot of it is, I don't know if it's based on it, but it's certainly been expressed in terms of her being literally somebody on my Facebook page, I took it down, a bull dyke lesbian, is that? Yes, that was it. And um, just like we always describe potential male politicians in terms of I'll have a beer with him. You know, mm-hmm. that's kind of the John Key attraction or, um, yeah, that I'd like to go to a barbecue and hang out with that dude. But women are so often described in terms of whether you would A, like to fuck them and whether they are available to be fucked. Mm. So mm-hmm. she's either ugly or a lesbian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if we stop doing that, I think we might get somewhere with democracy a whole lot faster. You don't need a leader of a country that you can have a beer with because you're not going to have a fucking beer with him. He's going to lead your country. He's too busy. Yeah. Mm. And and you're also not going to share Hillary regardless of her <laughs> sexual orientation. So yeah. could we talk about some other qualities, please? It's almost like they need to do like that failed reality franchise where you date people that are wearing those like enormous, terrifying iron masks. Mm. <laughs> they should do that, but with politicians. Oh my God, they should. But it's like an iron suit, and you don't know who's under it, and all you hear is policy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, is that crazy? No, that's great. That's, that's like pre-TV. That's yeah. where politicians were either a photograph or a voice on the radio. Mm. And that's, you know, JFK's, why he won that election in 1960. Was it? All three? I don't know. Um, because he was handsome on mm, television and yeah. didn't sweat like Nixon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sweating like Nixon right yeah. now, to be honest. <laughs> God, we all are. It's bloody hot. It's bloody hot in here. <laughs> on the rig, on the piss, in the hot box. Thank you, Joe. Um, you had an interesting point as well about wearing makeup, which is something you've written a lot about as well, Zoe, mm. this month in particular, about in the workplace. Yeah. So... I know somebody who 
she works works work at an advertising agency and she in her review was told that she um had to start wearing heels more often and then her colleague was told that she had to start wearing makeup more often so i wrote something for the spin-off about it kind of because my point was kind of I love wearing makeup because I do it as like a, it relaxes me. It's like, you know, you put that, like if you're going out for an event or something, you put that hour aside and you just chill out. You're like, pour yourself a glass of wine and then put some music on and just sit Mm. there and do your makeup. And it's a relaxing thing. But as soon as somebody, if somebody ever told me to wear makeup for something, like you have to wear makeup, I would just be like, I'm going to do the exact opposite (laughs) and make myself look as bad as possible. Yeah. (laughs) Cause I mean, it's a choice. Exactly. And like, who there was there was a really interesting youtube video recently of this girl i don't know what her name is but she did this video where she had like quite bad skin and she put like a photo of herself um without any makeup on and she was getting all these hate comments like you are so ugly you should die that kind of thing then she put makeup on and everyone's like oh my god you're so beautiful um you should be a model rah rah and then um the flip side of that was just she started getting comments being like, um, you are false because you're wearing makeup and you shouldn't put that much makeup on because you're like advertising yourself as something you're not kind of thing. It was like, it's just, it's impossible. Like who's going to tell, like who should tell anybody what they should look like? You know? Mm. I mean, if I was a real bitch, I'd go down the street and tell like 10 people, Oh, I don't like that. You shouldn't do that. But you can't, you know, you can't do that. But you know, main mainstream, life can tell women to do that yeah yeah your boss your supervisor yeah like um another example i put in that piece that i wrote was my boss once gave he was like you can take the um company credit card if you want to go and buy yourself some new clothes and i was like no i'm good (laughs) i read that and thought like first and first heartbeat i was going oh fuck out awesome i could go and buy clothes on somebody else's yeah 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 but then you go i'm being told to do that because they don't think i'm doing well or by myself yeah exactly and it's weird because i mean by saying that you guys might be thinking oh she was wearing like track pants to work (laughs) i definitely wasn't like i was wearing proper normal adult clothes and i looked I thought pretty respectable. Yeah, it's but, it's a real blur. And then it's yeah. like, what do you buy? Yeah, exactly. A like suit. I'm not gonna buy a pantsuit. <laughs> I'm never gonna wear that. And yeah. I'm not gonna like. There's so many things I just wouldn't wear that. Like a tight office kind of dress with heels. I would never wear mm. that. Mm. Yeah. Just you know. Which is probably where they were going, right? They wanted you on a pencil skirt and some Mad Men heels. Yeah, Mm. probably. There's no way in hell I would do that. I hate wearing heels. I'm too tall. And people stare at me and I hate it. (laughs) I know how you feel. (laughs) Uh, I had another thing from... On that kind of makeup note, it's just come to me. I remember Duncan, my boss, and I went on... What was it? Before News Hub. Newsworthy. Mm. Late in their first kind of week to do like a TV review of the show. And I was like, oh, cool. I didn't really know. I don't really know the ins and outs of TV makeup or anything like that. So I just put my own makeup on because yeah. I was like, I'm not going to turn up bare face. And then they're like, you're on and free. And I'm like, <laughs> like this rat on the television. So I put a little bit on and I was like, okay, I look cool. Like did my hair kind of fine. And then I got there. Uh, my boss sat down and they went blah, blah, blah with some powder and he's done. 
I went through the most <laughs> intensive makeup. Like, it was more than my ball makeup. And I looked like Shirley Temple. They curled my hair. Like, it was a full thing. It took, like, 45 minutes. They took my hair out of what I had done. They curled it and, like, pinned it crazy. Like, I've never had hair like that before. And they did mm, contour for Africa and brown on my eyes. And I just... I honestly, I looked, to me, I looked so ridiculous. And as soon as I saw myself on the monitor, I was like, no, no way, no way. I looked like a Martian trying to look like a human. And it just bummed me out. I was on for five, not even five minutes. And I was just like, what? What just happened? You know? Yeah. What just happened? It really just kind of showed me the difference in resources, time, and, and for what? Like, yeah. for me to just sit there sweating off my crazy mask <laughs> with my curly Shirley Temple hair. It just made no sense to me. It's such a, it feels really judgmental, doesn't it? That they, they make you look the way you would never dream of looking. Yeah. Mm. But I, th- I think, in defense of makeup artists, that they're, like, if, if I go in with curly hairs, I'll straighten it. And if I go in with straight hairs, I'll curl it. Mm. It's like, that's yeah. their job. They, 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 to they have to do yeah. something. So they're, they're kind of having a play. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they're judging, but yeah, it's really weird it's because suddenly you're not in charge of how you present yourself to the world. Mm. Yeah, and that's what was weird. And then also the insinuation that that was how I was expected to present yeah. myself. I mean, I know that being on television isn't real life and you have to wear a lot of makeup because of the lights or something, mm. <laughs> but it was insane. Like, my ball makeup was 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, it was fancy. I felt fancy until I mm. saw myself. <laughs> I looked like a dog wearing a wig. <laughs> and then after that, I was like, I can't be myself. Like, I can't. I sat there just like a petrified ferret, like, just being like, like, so freaked out. I didn't know what to say because I didn't know who I was. Like, I've got this weird hair. <laughs> so, yeah, that was just something. I'm obviously not used to being on national television. I don't know if you have a different experience of this, Michelle, but... It really freaked me out. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It, it's freaky when you don't know when you're going into a makeup room that you don't know. If you if you're doing when on what now, you know, you develop a relationship with the makeup artist and she mm. knows what you like, and you also you have the confidence to say, "I don't do blue eyeshadow." Honestly, I don't. <laughs> and yeah. they go, "Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Are you more sort of earth tones?" And so you've got a <laughs> relationship, and they know what you like and what you don't like. But yeah, it's terrifying when you just go in and do that stuff. Mm. But I'm working on this new theory that um, it got because I'm doing the show every night so I put makeup on every night and I'm a very anxious person but I've started to discover that during that time that I set aside between carrying the PA into the theatre <laughs> and and actually <laughs> crazy here you and in the show starting um, I sit myself in front of uh, what is usually quite a good well lit makeup mirror in some theatre somewhere mm. no fluoros you know proper so you don't look like you're dying of something <laughs> and um staring at my face and painting it is the most soothing thing yeah. in the mm. world yeah it is it like because i i get really anxious as well and i always find that just sitting down it's like my peaceful time yeah yeah and also, I wonder if this is also the same with her. When Kate Middleton always comes back to her. <laughs> I love Kate Middleton. There we go. Uh, um, she did her own makeup for a wedding day. I wonder if that's... Wow. You know, did why she... Did she Yeah. Because it would be very... If, if that's what you... If that's your niche, <laughs> then... Yeah. 
Because mm. at home I do it in the bathroom in a hurry and I'm always late and I'm mm. standing up. But now I'm basically filling in time between, you know, yeah. heavy lifting and <laughs> telling jokes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. It, so I've got all the time in the world and I'm sitting down and it's well lit and it's bloody delightful. It is. Have it's you started also, adding, like... Yeah, things that you should know. <laughs> Honestly, I Glitter. could. <laughs> I could. I could keep going until, like, if they said, "Sorry, we made a mistake with the time. It's not seven o'clock. It's eight o'clock." I go, you know, I'll, I'll keep blending. I'll just blend a little more. Yeah, fascinated by my own face. Yeah, it's just fun. It's like art. You know? Yeah, it's a very creative. It's a very creative thing. And that's probably why, because it's you know using a different part of your brain. Yeah. Psych one hundred and one. Yeah. yeah, you know. There we go. Could be an advantage after all. And I'm doing the. Do you know about this? The cat whiskers with the concealer at the end. Oh, with the like. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. Well, so I don't. I've only heard about it, so I don't really know what I'm doing. So I'm checking. This is my. Can I have a tip from you? Because so I probably don't know. (laughs) Once I've done, you know, everything, foundation and blusher, and then you apparently get your concealer Mm. and do a a cat whiskers. So um, just from your nose to the outer corner of your eye and straight across your face and one going down towards your jawline. And then gently, you know, you don't leave them like that, but they use... <laughs> and I blend it in. I've got yeah. no idea if it looks any good. But. And then you can also do some on your nose and then like a little like little sun kind of shape on, in between your eyebrows. Blend it. Just highlighting the great points of your face. Mm. I might just start drawing pictures all over yeah. my face. Yeah, that's basically what you need to do and then you just blend it a bit, but you don't have to blend it, you know? Yeah. You can just draw pictures. Looks just as good. <laughs> I might do tic tac toe on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> having such a great time with it. Yeah, and there's more tour to go, right? So yeah, I've got who knows a, what you'll look like? I'm only. I've got another 23 shows to do. Oh my goodness! Only done 10. Try and go to Michelle's last show. She's gonna look. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll look like a leopard. <laughs> Full body paint. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we should end soon. And I think we should end <laughs> with a segment called Yes Queen, the infamous segment. Who could who could forget it? Um, this is where we pick a woman who's done something cool this month. Just focus some positive vibes someone's way. I would like to nominate. I've forgotten her name. The woman from Mad Max, the costume designer. Yeah, Jenny. Oh, yeah. Jenny, somebody, give me a moment. Jenny, I think it's Bevan. Yeah, Jenny Bevan, who won for the costume designer Mad Max at the. Oscars, which might have even been last month. It's yeah. all good. It's yeah. all good. Oh, the <laughs> nah. very end of last month. It's a leap day. It doesn't count. Um, who wore just a leather jacket and a scarf to the Oscars, and when she won her award, everybody was very put out by her appearance, and nobody clapped. And I was like, "Good on you." Yeah. yeah, she looked great. She looked like one of the aunties in the, yeah. in Mad Max. So you yeah. know the the on the motorbikes. Also, if you have just won the costume design award, yeah. nobody can judge you on what you're wearing. Totally, you know what the fuck you like. Yeah. I know. She's got an Oscar for dressing yeah. people. Yeah. You should have just clobbered everyone yeah. on the way back yeah. who didn't clap. But I mean, it was like the leather jacket was pretty full on. It had like a skull, a burning skull on the back, possibly made of diamonds. <laughs> I was like, if someone else had worn that, maybe people would have been like, woohoo. Yeah. Because yeah. she's, you know, not, maybe not a younger lady. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and a lady. How do you yeah. not wear a cocktail frock from Pagani? Yeah. Exactly. No, it was just cool. I'm just like taking more out of her books now and just not doing anything. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I don't want to wear a dress. It's good. <laughs> yeah. What about you guys? 
Um, I actually learned last night that it's, it's not really one woman, but apparently, I'm not entirely sure how true this is, but apparently <laughs> the, um, the reigning world champions of underwater hockey is the New Zealand woman's underwater hockey team. Get which out I thought of was town. Quite cool. <gasps> yeah, because the world champs long. are on at the moment. This is okay. A drunk person told me this, but I'm pretty sure it's true. <laughs> because no, because one of his girl, one of his girlfriend, his girlfriend is in the team, so I'm sure he knew what he was talking about. But that's pretty cool, right? It's such a weird sport. It's such like, a, nobody knows that about it. Would be the weirdest lie to make up. It's got I to know, be true. I know, especially when you're drunk. You can't think of that when you're drunk. We we love a World Cup. Why don't we know about that? Why yeah. aren't they on my news between yeah. twenty to seven and seven o'clock? And it's such a. I feel like if you got the right GoPro action going mm. on, it'd be such a great spectator awesome. sport. Yeah. You know, yeah, put that on true. prime time. We should send pineapple lumps to the <laughs> New Zealand women's underwater mm. hockey team. I've never even seen underwater hockey. That's hilarious. No. Yeah. Do they like? What do you know? What they're called? <gasps> what the team's called? Nah. There'll be know. some kind of fern. The wet ferns. Wet- yeah. <laughs> The dewy ferns. The soggy ferns. <laughs> Good job, soggy ferns. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. I mean, you know. Very cool. That highlights and all things as well. No one knows about women's sport, mm. ever. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So when, it's good. We win a World Cup on it's not on the news. Yeah, when you have to hear about it from a drunk person <laughs> at someone's party, you know things are probably pretty dire. <laughs> That's true. Well, my woman of the month is, uh, is Olivia Coleman. Have you been watching The Night Watchman? No. It's on Sunday nights. It's a John le Carre novel, and she plays the head of M... Well, not the head of... She plays an MI6, um, a supervisor of spies. Mm. The character in the book, uh, le Carre in the novel, was a man, but the director... Uh, Suzanne Beer wanted to put a woman because she felt like the, the, there were too many male characters. It was very male characters. Well, it must be weird, eh? That hardly ever happens. <laughs> and so she wanted to make one of the lead characters a woman. So she chose Olivia Coleman, who's, you know, from Broadchurch. The woman oh, the, yeah, 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 yeah. So she's fabulous. And so she did the um, audition, and John le Carre was thrilled that this character was going to be turned into a woman because he, he said, I wrote it 30 years ago, and it was stupid, and there weren't enough ladies. So yes, please. Mm, cool. And so she did the audition, um, and she promised herself that she wasn't going to tell Suzanne Beer, the director, that she was pregnant. She was five months pregnant, and then she realised that because she really wanted the job, and she thought that might be a problem. And then she realised what a shit spy she'd be because she just blurted, oh, "And I'm pregnant." <laughs> and so they, all they've done is um, written into a number of scenes that she sits down, or oh. uh, and they put more furniture in than they would normally have, so that she could That's lean great. on yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and Suzanne Beer says that having uh, a pivotal lead character who is also pregnant just adds a sort of weird drama to it all because of other people's reaction to why aren't you at home with your feet up kind of stuff going on so she's even more powerful than she would have been not pregnant yeah wow i love that i love them both for that yeah yeah Yeah, that's amazing i love that kind of revising people are so precious about staying true to the text yeah. and it's like no yeah. you can change things most of these texts come from a bad time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's, just, let's just mess with it um, cool and I'd also like to nominate Zoe Aww. as my, as my yeah. Yas Queen as on the rags Yas Queen yes, of please. whatever one month it is March probably yeah, I have no idea what it is <laughs> um, Zoe's moving to London this Saturday and we're all very sad about it so yeah yeah Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, it's I'm been... going to miss this. I didn't even know you before we started doing this. I know. And now we've been on the ring together. I feel like a sister. 
or an auntie or something. <laughs> what am I? I don't know. But it's great. It's been so lovely. It has yeah. been. We'll try to get some kind of Skype Skype man. I'm going to tell you the wild tales of London. Yeah, on the rag from London. If I don't die. (laughs) It'll be fine. You're all It's all good. Um, All right. Well, thank you for listening. Sorry we've gone longer than usual. Um, We'll be back. Join us on the rag next time with a whole new person. Mm. Shocking. Who's it going to (laughs) be? All right. Thank you. Bye. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Kia ora e te iwi, te ai he butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.